You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to The Dan Patrick Show. Hey, what's going on? Uh, my name is Seton. Joined, as always, is uh, Todd Fritz and Andrew Perloff. Good to be Paul here. Paul Paps currently out of his chair. He's uh, gone looking for Dan, as a matter of fact, as I think Dan may have forgotten that we are currently doing uh, Hour 3. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Hey, buddy. Hey. What's hey, going on over doing? there? What are, you, what are you guys doing today? Just hanging out. <laughs> Paul, just... Paul's been running around looking for you. Just trying oh. to see uh, <laughs> maybe where hey. you were. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of <laughs> walking around. Yeah. Uh, looking at myself in the mirror. God, I look good today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Paul. I was slightly worried there for the last 10 seconds because I looked in... The usual spots where you may be hiding out moments before we come back from air. When I yeah. didn't see you, I got a little worried. Okay. And I don't worry about anything. Well, yes, McLovin. One of my favorite stories is early on when they were looking for you at the beginning of segment and you had skimming the pool. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but. That's when we were at my house and we were in the attic. And I just had to get out of the attic periodically just to kind of clear my head. And I went downstairs and I just I would skim the pool because it just took my mind off things for a little bit. And all of a sudden I lost track of time and I'm just pool looking good here. And uh, next thing I know, I walk in. I got to walk up three flights all the way to the attic and I'm here. We're on the air. And then I I walk in and you could just see these guys, this panic look on their faces. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I'm just in the back. I'm cleaning up. I'm hanging up some of my shirts, looking myself in the mirror, make sure my hair is good. And then I walk out and I hear the bells and I go, man, they probably ran the bells a little early there. Maybe somebody made a mistake there. All right. Well, welcome to the program. Final hour already in progress. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. It's been quite a week. It's been quite a few weeks here. And... Hopefully we're getting some positivity back in a variety of ways. We're 12 weeks into this. And the different things that have happened that we've talked about, we've discussed, we've argued about. And now maybe we get back to actually sporting events, having games, maybe no fans, but just making progress. And, you know, you start to think about all that's happened. It's a week of sorrow outrage, confusion, but it's forced us to look at ourselves in the mirror. And usually sports is an escape. We need sports to escape, but this week we couldn't. Basically, no sports being played. You have the coronavirus, you have quarantine. It just felt like it's this Molotov cocktail here where people have all of this, whatever is pent up, frustration, anger, And that's just with COVID-19. And then what happened with George Floyd, protest. You know, sports are supposed to bring out passion. You know, we love that. I grew up in Ohio. We didn't like Michigan. that, That was a rivalry. But that was Saturday. But when the sports world, you know, functions the way it's supposed to, we get to go to a game. We get to go to the bar to talk about it. We get to argue about things. It's not happening here, at least not yet. And I hope that it will. But uh, this week's events have a positive impact. We grow uh, closer. We talk about these things. We communicate. We learn from each other. We grow. Otherwise, George Floyd died in vain. And that's something none of us should be comfortable with. 
I appreciate your patience with everything that we've spoken about this week. It is uncomfortable. I know that some of you don't agree with my opinion, my side of things, but hopefully we can agree to disagree. Uh, what I said yesterday or I've said about Colin Kaepernick doesn't make me less patriotic than you. Doesn't make me more patriotic than you. It's not a contest. It's just about listening. It's about learning. It's about understanding. Compassionate. You know, these are things that we normally don't think about, but we're forced to think about those things. And we've tried to make this apolitical. We go out of our way to not, because I know there's other outlets for that. But when we do talk about it, hopefully it is relatable. It is something that I'm not going out of my way to troll you, that I'm talking about things that need to be discussed. And I, I'm not giving it a rest today for any other reason than I didn't know if there was anything else that we can be talking about that I haven't already discussed. I always want to move the topic forward. I never want to stay in neutral. You know, with Drew Brees, he made his apologies. I just want to know what the reaction will be with his teammates as we move forward. Who is he as he moves forward? Does this change Drew Brees? I like Drew, Drew Brees, the person I know. He made a mistake. In his words, he said he made a mistake. He has to live up to that with his fans, with his teammates. We move on. We make mistakes. What do we do when we make those mistakes? And how do we accept somebody after they've made their mistake? Is there contrition? I believe so. I don't agree with Drew Brees with what he was saying, or at least not understanding the other side of that. But I respect the fact that he has an opinion. He stated his opinion. And if he realizes that he made a mistake on his opinion, then great. I would rather hear that than have him say, nope, I'm not going to see the other side of this. The timing of it surprised me. We had moved past this issue. Now that issue is going to be front and center in the NFL. And there's no Colin Kaepernick, but this will be on the sidelines this year because you're going to have players who are going to kneel. There will be some kind of sign of protest, whatever it is, Still to be formulated, but there will be that on the sidelines this year. And you might see the NFL embrace it a little bit more than they did. Well, if they embrace it at all, they've embraced it more than what they did the last time. I don't want to go into the weekend bumming you out or being upset myself about talking about the flag. But please understand when I tell you this, I love the flag as much as anybody could possibly love it and the, our forefathers in what they did. But there are other people who fought for our rights, for patriotism, for freedom of speech. I don't think they were treated correctly when they came home. And that's all I was trying to bring to light and why Colin Kaepernick did this in the first place. He was trying to peacefully protest police brutality. That was it. That was what his goal was. Peacefully. And the fact you had a Green Beret suggesting to him, don't kneel or don't sit on the bench, kneel. You want to make sure that you're showing respect. This is from a Green Beret, a former NFL player. So that, 
It's all. I know it's a hot button topic. I know people get so angry. But all I'm asking is at least listen to the other side. Because when this first happened, I'm like you. I reacted and I went, oh no, what is he doing? I have to open my eyes and my ears. I think this has forced us to do that a little bit. And I don't mind being uncomfortable. And I think we should all be a little uncomfortable. Because it gets us out of our comfort zone. So that's it. Uh, but I do appreciate the opportunity to do this, that you listen. And uh, I know there's been negative feedback. Uh, hopefully we're mature enough that we can move past that. If you label me as whatever, okay, you know, maybe you shouldn't have been listening in the first place. Transparency is what I'm all about, what I've always been about. May not like it, may not be pretty, may not be what you want to hear. But I'm going to be transparent with you. I will never, ever toy with your emotions. That was my approach with this. I knew it was going to be volatile. And we tried to hear from both sides. We reached out to everybody involved in this just to give them an opportunity so we could hear both sides. I don't have all the answers. Don't profess to have all the answers. But I am just as much in love with the flag and what it represents, can represent, should represent. But I have to understand the other side of those people, the uh, African-American community, the flag represents something different to them. And I have to acknowledge that. All right. We'll get to phone calls here. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. You know, you just, I, I, I am exhausted after every show. Yesterday I was just exhausted because you want to be able to say the right thing. And there's so much attached to each word you say. And people want to take those words and twist them. And, you know, you know, this isn't where I'm talking about pass interference rule. Like I'm talking about life and death. I'm talking about black, white, protest, looting, all of these things. And when somebody says you're, you're pro-protest, are you pro-looting? No, I'm not. I can be for protest. I'm against looting. I can be pro-police, but I can be against police brutality. Give me some wiggle room here. If you're that closed-minded, then don't listen or don't watch. I'm just asking you to be patient and listen to everything in the context in what we presented to you. McLevin, what's our poll question today? You know, it's I, I've had, I probably struggled with segues <laughs> and transitions more than any other time in my career where you go, okay, I'm done with my thoughts. How do I get out of this? Well, this isn't going to help you. Uh, do you McLovin? make your bed every day? Sixty-five <laughs> percent say yes. Sorry, Levitard. <laughs> this is Levitard inspired, but yeah, sixty-five percent because there's a, a, a news hook because NBA mm. players may not have maids in the hotel they're staying in and they'll have to make their own bed. Oh my goodness! Make their own bed. Just you know what? Just put the sheets there and you make your own bed. What's the big deal? Yeah, McLovin. They're all going to be in the same hotel. Is that lobby going to be open? And would that be the coolest hotel lobby in the history of the world? Well, it's not going to be open to us. I know, but if you're an NBA player, like they could after the, they come home and they all like Damian Lillard's at one table, Giannis is another. It'd be the most incredible. It hotel. would be. It would yeah. be wonderful. But we're not. In, we're not going to be in there. I, the media is not going to be able to be in there either. They're going to be like, man, this is great. 
We don't have anybody spying on us, ratting on us, writing about us. Yeah, Paul. What if, though, they, they cleared out that hotel just for the NBA players and staff, but a couple people, a couple civilians had rooms booked and they just can't move them. Like Bill and Nancy from Tulsa are down there, and in the room to their left is Paul George, and the room to the right is Kawhi Leonard, and they're just going there with their fanny packs walking around. And what if they didn't know what was going on? It'd be like, wow, there are a lot of tall guests here this week. <laughs> wow, the tank tops. Uh, do you remember when I went to Disney Disney World that time with my family? And I didn't know it was, I don't know if it was their version of gay pride, but it, you were supposed to wear red. And I'm walking around with my wife and kids, and I've got a red polo shirt on. I have these, I had, you know, people looking at me like, man, you, hey, he's got a wife and kids. Like, And I didn't even know it. And then all of a sudden, I think my son goes, Dad, I, I think you're supposed to wear red, you know, if it's uh, gay pride. And I said, I'm good with that. But just that whole, I, I'm wearing red. I don't even know why everybody's <laughs> looking at me. Like, unintentional support is what I was given there at Disney World that day. Uh, Tony in Texas joining uh, us on the program. Hi, Tony. What do you have for me today? Hey, DP. First time, long time. Six foot, 250. Hey, I just want to call and thank you guys. Um, the true gen, uh, genuineness from your show. Um, you know, you're, when people call in, they're so willing to open up to you guys. And you guys are as real as it gets. Well, thank not you, these Tony. Screaming, not these screaming idiots that just want to hear themselves think, you know. Well, that's just not my personality. And if these guys are successful and good for them, you know, I don't begrudge anybody in this business. If you're able to get an audience, I applaud you. It's just not how we approach it. It's not our personalities. It'll never be my personality. And I've had people who I work for to say, hey, you got to be talking about, you know, the, the trending topics. Well, I talk about the trending topics if I feel we can embrace them and it means something to you. But just to go, I haven't talked about Dak Prescott's contract in a while because there's nothing to talk about with Dak Prescott's contract. It's what are the what are the relatable sports topics? That's always been our approach. And if it's pop culture, if it's music, if it's having fun, God, we all want to have fun. We all want to laugh. We've gone through sort of the gamut, the spectrum of emotions here. And. You know, we go into every single day. These are topics we have to discuss. This is a guest we need to have on. But that doesn't mean you still can't go, let me take a 20-second timeout just to laugh. That's all. Because this is personal. You let me into your car. You let us into your home, watching on TV. We let you into the man cave. It's personal. And I approach it that way. You're not just faceless, nameless. I feel like there is a connection. That's our goal, one-on-one -on -one connection with every single one of you. We all have people we don't get along with, but we still love them. And that's the approach. Garrett in Florida joins us. Hey, Garrett. Hey, Dan. 61235. Yeah, I was just listening in and uh, just wanted to say thanks, you guys. You guys are modeling uh, a perspective of humility to bring in and I uh, appreciate that. So I just wanted to call and say thanks. Thank you, Garrett. I appreciate that. I always believe you're a reflection of your audience. And when I have people who call in 
or if they email or they tweet, you're a reflection of of who we are because that's who we're attracting. And I've always been very proud of this audience. You know, the diehard fans in chat row, the core audience in chat row, look, they may not agree. They may take shots, but they're there every single day. And that's what I love about the relationship. It's give and take. I don't expect you to listen and agree with everything I I say. I mean, I'd like for you to agree a little bit more with what I say, but, uh, you know, it's, it's reciprocated. And the one thing that I will miss more than anything when I stop doing this is that back and forth, knowing that I've affected you. And, and not out of being malicious or salacious. It's just I've affected you with an interview we had or personal experience. I just making that drive to work a little bit better. Or you're sitting at home. The number of people who have been home can't go to work. People who have had surgeries, they're rehabbing at home. And you hear from these people. Man, that's, that, you can't ask for anything more than that. It's the best compliment I can ever get is when you say you listen or watch this show because that's what we set out to do, to create something that you have appointment listening or viewing every day. And it will be the one major thing I'll miss out of this. I mean, I'll miss the Danettes, but I'll miss you guys, the fans, more. Are you pulling the plug? No, no, no. No, Uh, I, I got a few more years. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? If I came in and said, hey, that's it, how do you think Fritzy would, I mean... Would not go well. What would Fritzy do? If I said, I came in on Monday and said, that's it, guys. I'm, I'm moving to Italy, my wife and I, and I'm, I'm checking out. What would you do the next day? Yeah, see. I, I think you have it wrong. Oh. I don't agree. Okay. Because Todd is this eternal optimist. So... He would be like, well, I think it's an exciting opportunity to uh, explore new things. I mean, it's great. It's been a great run. It's been great. I think but Andrew, when he got home, Andrew is the guy that's going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the 30 seconds where you were missing at the beginning of this segment, oh, yeah. I almost had a yeah. full-on panic yeah. attack. Yeah. Get used like, to that. I can't breathe. Can't Where's it? I can't breathe. Where's it? Where's it? I think Todd would panic. When he got home, you yeah, my, would... My, my, my initial reaction would certainly be something that would be very high blood pressure related. Yes. Yeah, Paulie. I'd be fine. I would probably just go with you to Italy and just hang in the next room. And if you ever needed some stories to go with the family, you run out of content, I'd write some Paulie material. Paulie would have a rundown for me yeah. every day. You got to have lunch and maybe work in a nap and then go to the pool. Uh, I would help to keep things smooth. Uh, what kind of guests do you want me to book to come over here? Prosciutto. You want prosciutto, not prosciutto? Yeah. Mozzarella. I'm fine with that. Yes, McLovin. I mean, we're, I mean, we're probably all going to have this silly text chain going forever, right? I imagine, like, mm. ridiculous jokes. You think once a show? <laughs> because, by the way, there's very little Are you, shows. I don't even though. respond to the, te- the text chain now. Like, yes. <laughs> I don't even respond now. And it's about, like, hey, what do you guys want to do tomorrow? Seton doesn't respond. <laughs> You're not very good at responding. Paulie always responds. Fritzy responds too much. You don't like those lengthy 11-page texts? No, I do not. You don't? No, I do not.
Can right. we have a separate one for Todd's guest ideas and one that's fun? That Back reasonable. to the fun one. <laughs> I do tend to harass you guys unintentionally. We got a few more years here of doing this. Can there be a cutoff at night, at like maybe 10.30 p.m. barring an emergency? Like, that you can't do to me. Like 11.17 p.m. Should we have Chris Mannix on tomorrow without an emergency? There's, there's got to be a sleeping yeah, Paul cup. doesn't like it. At 1 o'clock in the morning, I send you guys a note saying, by the way, John Smoltz Zoom, he's doing a phoner. Yeah. But I couldn't wait till the next day. I had to let you know like at one thirty in the morning. Yeah, because then I wake up in the middle of the night and then I see, you know, you got a ma- message and I go, okay. It must be breaking news. Yeah. Or God, someone, and then you'll happened. go, uh, Smoltz won't be on Zoom. He'll be on a uh, phone. I go. What do you think about Wilbon for next Wednesday? Yes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the ones that get me are the text that says sent you an email. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well then, or if something is being addressed in email and then all of a sudden it jumps to the text chain, it's like, damn it, can't we just keep well, it to one? Well, Todd will send a group text and then he'll send me an individual text about the group text because he didn't get anybody to respond to his group text. I didn't respond in the group text. Now he seeks me out individually. And now I have to respond to you. I, and I do the check email thing because sometimes people get their text messages a lot sooner than they're checking their emails. Instead of retyping it twice, I'll be like, just easy to say, check your email. And this way you can kind of at your leisure, take a look at what I wrote. In Thank, you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break here. Got sidetracked, but then, uh, you know what? I think we need it a little bit. All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. It's 22 after the hour. We'll get, take your phone calls for um, the final 40 minutes of the show. Let's just talk. You know, you got something to say? You want to talk? Come on. Love to hear from you. We'll uh, take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. All righty. Todd's scoreboard challenge is pathetic. We might get a sponsorship for this. Uh, who won your scoreboard challenge, Todd? Joe in Pennsylvania. Uh, just got this. It's a tweet that Fritzy got. And he passed it on to me. Section row seat t-shirts, almost out of stock, only two left. They're both size small. Please, please, can I get the store restocked? I need an XL. Uh, okay, so that's from... Uh, is this for you, Todd, or is it from a member of the audience? It was sent to me, but I'm sharing it with you guys. I wish that I wish you would have been in the crowd that night. I could have used a little uh, support. So we made five of these T-shirts, and there are two left. <laughs> They're just selling like hotcakes. Yep, yeah, McLovin. By the way, the McLovin Broken Glasses is available. It's down from twenty one ninety nine to like two fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Can't push the last few of those out, but go to the store. Yes, yeah, You know, I'm actually a little a little salty about we made we came up with Tampa Bay that pithy line to sell makes uh, on a shirt for some T-shirts. Yeah. We sold the Tampa Bay T-shirts. We got the cease and desist letter from. Uh, Tommy's lawyers, yeah. and then every network, sports network, is using Tampa Bay for the past two months. How can they're profiting on it because they're using it on their shows? I don't know how you show profit when you do something like that. Mm. Like you're, are you buying ESPN cable because they're using Tampa Bay? We're we we made a T-shirt that said Tampa Bay on it. That's so, the difference. Mm. Yeah. 
So if we gave a free Top of A t-shirt with a $10 donation to the... We can't be frosty about this. We knew going in (laughs) that if we made the t-shirt, chances are that Tom Brady was going to trademark Tampa Bay. And I said at the time, let's use it, let's do it until he trademarks it. And then we heard from a very, very powerful law firm, and then it was time to stop. Uh, George in Ohio joins us. Good morning, George. What do you have for me today? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, just, uh, calling to say, uh, why I'm a fan of the show. First of all, I'm proud of you as a fellow Ohioan and Zanesvillian. And I just admire your talent. It's going to sound like a man crush, I guess, but <laughs> I, I admire your talent, the way you can explain things. You say the things I want to, but I can't explain it. That you have a great talent for doing that. And I hope your show goes on for a long time. Thank you, George. Thanks. Be nice if some of the Danettes would say some things like that. Tell me what else you like, George. Anything else that <laughs> stands out as particularly great about me? Todd, what do you like about me? <laughs> you, you've had a problem with that in the past with me, and rightfully so. I'm waiting for you to say how great the guest list was on a given day. You and didn't answer the question. You're wonderful at what you do. Thank you, Todd. I hold you in very high esteem and regard. Todd went how many years? Since we started working? No, no, no. How many years after a show... Yeah, I would always say, "Hey, Todd, great job today." If he, you know, books some guests and you know he worked hard, I rarely initiate a he, compliment. He never. You. I think it was ten years that you went where I would say, "Hey, ten years a lot." I hope that's Todd, exaggerated. It I might feel be longer. It could be longer it than a decade. It could be longer than a decade. That well, I didn't even I acknowledge got, anything you did. You in the course never of the show. initiate. Never. Never. But no. isn't it great that you have that kind of self-confidence? You don't need the pat on the back. You'd rather be like me where you need constant, like you did a great job. You need con- someone to constantly tell you how wonderful you are, what you did on a given day. You don't want to be that person. But like you that. haven't done a great job. I constantly. haven't. But <laughs> even if you had to pretend that I happened to do a decent job. I, I know. But like, isn't it sad that like someone would need like, that after We've had some really memorable shows. We have. We have. And I've walked out of this office, this side of the man and cave. And you've said some very poignant and, things. And, and I've walked, walked right over that way. And I'll say, hey, guys, you know, great job. I've yet to. Paulie will offer knucks. Then I know I've a good. I've done a good show. Now we, we're you know, practicing safe knucks. I may have nodded in your direction. <laughs> I had to have done at least that much. I had to have nodded. Not that I'm looking for it. But when I don't get it for a decade, I just thought, wow. Yeah. It, I would, it would that's be not refreshing. a coincidence. Yeah, it'd be nice. Even if it was once every two or three Paulie, years. check the record the last time Fritzy said good show to me before I said good show to him. Uh, December 09. <laughs> that interview right. with uh, David Stern at the NBA. I yeah. guess it's kind of like understood. I give it a little smile and nod of approval, and that should be enough. But obviously it's not. Yes, It was actually a day that Todd had a really good guest list that he was like, hey, good show today. Yeah, yeah that might have been really that Hank Aaron, Cal Ripken day or something. <laughs> And I just totally ignored what you did. It's like, you know, I have to actually interview them. You know, it's, it's one thing. It's great that you can you know, go to your Rolodex and like, send an email to somebody. But I have to actually come up with interesting questions for 15 minutes. Do you remember when Todd would send out at the end of the week all of the guests that we had on? So then I could reiterate. I still want to do that every Friday. No. Since you've made fun of it, there's no chance I'm going to do that. Uh, some Fridays more than others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about not, not on Monday? Yeah, yeah. This week I wasn't going to do that. That's a, my, that my, one my, out this my, week, are you? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Todd. Well, well Monday guess. we didn't have any guests, and Wednesday one of our guests canceled. <laughs> we had to chase an NBA score. So nothing against our friend. Uh, why? Why did Jeff you put Weissman. together the list for this week here? <laughs> it, it won't take long. It won't take long. Uh, Chris Mannix, <laughs> John Smoltz, Florio. We had a five guest day yesterday. That goes. You know, we we wink at that and we ignore that day. Uh, 
Zach in Virginia joining us. Good morning, Zach. How are you? Good. Hey. Are are the Chargers going to be good this year? Are are who? The Chargers? Chargers. Oh, I hope so. What's your name? Zachary. Oh, hey, Zach. Uh, Do you have a favorite Charger player? Oh, I think your dad has to explain something to you, Zach. I tried, Dan. I tried my best. Oh, I don't want Zach to cry on uh, national radio here, Dad. I'm not. Okay. His dad, his dad might be the one that cries. <laughs> the Chargers can never close when they need to close. Tell, uh, hey, Zach, tell your dad to buy you a Justin Herbert jersey, okay? Okay. All right. Well, have a good weekend, guys. <laughs> Poor little guy, five years old. How long does dad pull this caper He's off? in Indianapolis? <laughs> Indianapolis? Where's that? <laughs> Who's your favorite charger? Philip Rivers? Ooh, oh, buddy. Ooh. Uh, Darren in Oregon. Hey, Darren, what do you have for me today? Good morning, Dan. Great show today. <laughs> oh, uh, I've heard you do impersonations of Bill Belichick, and you do a great Lou Holtz. I was hoping you could uh, do me a favor in the spirit of keeping the <laughs> Friday morning light and uh, give me your best Rob Dibble. I can even set it up for you. Oh, I don't even know. I don't do a Rob Dibble impersonation. I, I, it's, it's a one-word impersonation. I'm sure you can do it. Really? Uh, Darren from Portland, 5'8", 290. <laughs> That's uh, where I was waiting for the fat. <laughs> oh, that would be wow. Phil the Show Killer. Well, That's a long time ago, a Darren. There. Thank you. Phil the Show Killer, who uh, was, he ran the, the board is what we call it. And he was uh, the voice uh, of the production team, I guess, basically, behind the scenes. And when somebody would give her their height and weight, and then Phil the Show Killer would go, somebody would be like, 5'8", 230. Ah, beefy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beefy in there. Is Phil the Show Killer still at ESPN Radio? Hmm. I believe so. Really? I believe so. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's on the air. Oh, I, I haven't listened to uh, ESPN Radio. Um. Like, if I did, I'd listen to Levitard, but he's on... I think it's sort of... ESPN Audio now. Is it? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Podcasting, I want to... Uh, if you missed any of the interviews, and I know I keep pointing back to Rex Chapman, it's just there are times when I know I'm hearing something that is so raw and honest. Because when people come on, you know, they're, they're trying to have fun, engage, tell you a story or two, whatever it might be. But Rex Chapman, you know, he was he was emotional and he he was losing his thought. And, you know, then he came with funny stories. And that is as true of a conversation as I can possibly provide. And my job mostly is get out of the way when you have something, get out of the way. And if you get a chance to listen to Rex and you might not be familiar with Rex, but he was a great basketball player at Kentucky and uh, certainly had a really good career in the NBA. And he's gone through an awful lot. Uh, and, you know, probably made me reach out even more to him because then, you know, everything gets 
stripped away. He's just a person. He's not Rex Chapman. He's just Rex. And that's when I think people need friends. When you're a star, you know, we love people. Hey, that guy's, you know, he's All-American. He's uh, All-Pro. He's Hall of Famer. Everybody wants to be friends with the lead singer of the band. Now, nothing wrong with being friends with the guitar tech. And that's what happens with some of these athletes when they're all said and done. And everybody moves on, and they're just regular people. And uh, Rex is just a regular person who's gone through a lot, and he did it publicly. And it broke my heart watching that video where he's hopped up on opiates and he's stealing from a store and caught on surveillance camera. But it's raw, and that's what I love about it. There are times when you get those interviews, when somebody is on the show and they don't, they, they drop that facade. You know, they pull back the curtain and they just talk and they give you something that's real. And that's what that was. And that's why I think it resonated with people. We'll take a break. Is uh, the Traeger fired up, ready to go? Because I'm hungry. Ready. I could use a beer, too. You could do that, too. Yeah, I know, but I, I can't. I got to wait 20 minutes. Maybe 19 minutes. <laughs> Not really. You're the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's like an FCC rule that if you're drinking on air, you have to be forthcoming with your audience. It's not illegal or unethical to drink on the air in, in a role like this. You're not, you're not a newscaster right now, but you would have to alert people. Like the Howard Stern show has done shows where they drink. I think there's an FCC rule that you would have to alert the listener if you were having beer. Well, we're going to have Wright Thompson on, the great ESPN writer. He wrote the book on Pappy Van Winkle, that bourbon. And he said when he's coming in, he's bringing in a bottle. As long as I say I'm drinking Pappy Van Winkle. Let me double check this. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that you have, to, you have to ethically alert the audience if you're having something on the air. People used to think that we drank before we went on SportsCenter because we were having so much fun. And they were right. We were hammered. <laughs> Actually, I, we would go to barbecues. I remember in the afternoon because I worked late at night and people would be drinking beers and I couldn't have any. Because I never wanted somebody to see me drinking a beer. And then I'd go into work and I'd be on national TV. But people would be like, do you guys drink before you go on the air? And I'd be like, no. After after the show we do, not before. All righty. Let me take a break here. All right. Take a break here. Come back. Last call for phone calls. Close-up shop here in this Friday edition Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Close up shop when this meet Friday. Send this out to the audience, listeners, viewers, those tweeting, emailing. Those in chat row, thank you. Summer's here, which means it's the perfect time to take your grilling game to a new level. Hall of Fame worthy with the help of Traeger. Had the Traeger fired up with uh, skirt steak and some chicken out there. It makes anything, everything taste great. Taste the wood fire difference. Contacting your local dealer, visiting TraegerGrills.com slash DP show today. Also, a special shout out to uh, Gil Parmalee, who passed away at the age of 88. And uh, Gil worked at the 
uh, Simon Desk at ESPN for many, many years. And he would always put out Gil's goodies where he'd have all these sports notes that he would put out. And he was such a, a pleasant man and, and had great energy. And he really, really cared about the product. And so many people, ESPN's built upon these people behind the scenes. We got all the credit. We got paid. The people who built the foundation of ESPN, the people who do it for the right reasons, they're working at a great place and they're building it and their spirit is always alive. And that's why ESPN has succeeded because in its infancy, you had people who cared so much that they wouldn't let it fail. And Gil Parmalee passing away at the age of 88. Some phone calls here. Uh, let me see. Tyler in Idaho. Hi, Ty. What do you have for me today? Hi, DP. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to call and echo the sentiments of all the other callers. Really appreciate the perspective that you and your team uh, bring to our living rooms and to our telephones uh, every single day. Just really appreciate that. Um, I just wanted to call and comment as a former pitcher myself for your Minot State Beavers. Yes. Um, I really appreciated the uh, interview with John Smoltz and asking him to put it in, in his perspective, bring it to us um, and, and put uh, us in his shoes when he's approaching you know, anybody, especially somebody like Barry Bonds, I really appreciated that kind of perspective in an interview and just how they approach that and really what goes to their minds as, as, as amazing athletes. So thank I you, Tyler. That. Well, and thank you, Tyler. I can ask the question, but a great interview is a great answer. Let's face it, because I can ask John to put us in, you know, his shoes, put us on the mound, you're facing Bonds. He then takes it, and then he does the great job of putting us in his shoes. Uh, Larry in Texas joining us. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. I used to be a television news assignments editor, and some of the reporters complained to the news director that they, he never told them they were doing a great job. And his response was, I tell you, you're doing a great job every two weeks when you get paid. <laughs> well, thank you, Larry. I guess he's sticking up for you, Fritzy, that you don't have to tell me that I'm doing a good yeah, job. Yeah, I guess. But like once in 10 years is not asking that it much. It really isn't. It's not. Yeah. There's no excuses. Yeah. Maybe I'll go 10 years without telling you. That would be hurtful, and I couldn't handle <laughs> that at all. So that, let's not do that. Uh, Luke and Alabama, did you come up with a guest list for the week so I can com compliment you on all I, the guests? I didn't do it this week. Oh, you didn't? Time. Okay. All right. I forgot. Uh, I'll do it next week. Hey, Luke, what do you have for me today? Hey, Dan, I just wanted to weigh in on the Rex Chapman interview. I, I just appreciated that so much. We've got two boys, and we use sports to teach them equality and, and say, you know, everybody's got a part on this team. No matter what their situation is, they have a job to do. You have a job to do. And y'all can be successful if you do it together. And I appreciated that interview. And I felt like that's what he learned from an early age. And, and we've got to get that back to our kids and use sports to do that. And also, a shout out to Marvin, who does an excellent job answering the phones. He always has such a positive attitude. And I think he needs a raise. Oh, wow. Okay. How about that? Well, thank you, Luke. How about I run my company, you run your company? <laughs> Marvin. Now, you know what? We're very lucky to have Marvin Prince, and he lives up to his last name. A former ESPN employee. Marvin, you can turn around. You can turn around. There you go. If you're watching on YouTube, he's he got a great spirit every single day he comes in. Not a very good basketball player, but uh, he's got a great, great spirit. Great spirit about him. <laughs> <laughs> he yelled in the back.
He did? You could hear him yell when you said, not a good basketball player. He's like, oh! Well, I remember the first time I saw him uh, when he was out on the basketball floor, and I, saw, I thought, hey, all right, a nice little form. First shot he took, it was from six feet. He missed it by six feet. <laughs> and I go, that's impossible. But uh, he does answer the phones here, does a lot of different things. He gathers all the sound and, uh, you know, once again, surrounded by great people uh, to make this work. Yes, McLevin. Is there rumors? I'm hearing something about an AUAA bubble, possibly. I'm trying to quarantine everybody, but you have to stay here. Yeah, is that? <laughs> Are you willing to stay in the man cave to play basketball? We Our hotel is not in Disney World no, properties. It's not. It's like... <laughs> no, no, it's not. Can't go to Lake Compounds or something? Uh, Brandon in Virginia. Hey, Brandon, what do you have for me today? Hey, good morning, DP. Uh, 6'3", Hey, I just wanted to say uh, I've been working from home for four months and I've finally been able to enjoy your show and I, I love your guys' camaraderie and the way that you guys work together it makes my day every day. So I just really wanted to tell you that I appreciate you guys. Awesome. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, Paul. Or Seaton. You know, if you take that out of context and he says, after four months, I've finally been able to enjoy your show, it, it sounds a lot different okay. in certain meanings. It takes some people longer than four months. To <laughs> After four months, yeah. I've finally been able to enjoy your show. Yeah. Oh. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul. Actually, it's this day in show history. June 5th, 2013. Fritzy did not tell you a good job after the show. Oh, boy. It is. So selfish. What did you learn on today's program? Other than all, I learned a lot. But I'm going to go with McLevin is now worried about his Sixers because Chris Mannix has his eye on them as a dark horse in the playoffs. He basically jinxed them. You had an opportunity to compliment me. I sent you a text and an email. You didn't get my text I didn't yet? get the text. My text said you're doing a wonderful job. I'm proud of you. McLovin? Todd does not get it. I sent you a text. I can't believe you didn't read it during the I didn't the break. get the text. That's also, the problem. There's a problem I have every day with you guys. Also, I learned that the animation about Todd was maybe the funniest one yet. That, that was, was very awesome. well done. Section row seat. Seaton? According to John Smoltz and his mother, we should run a bolt of electricity through our 12-year-old's arm to see. If they could be Hall of Famer. Oh, wait, no. They said don't do that. Don't, don't, don't. do that. Paulie? John Smoltz, Wonder Boy. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. They make it easy to set up the right estate plan without leaving your home. Take care of your family today. The right estate plan at LegalZoom.com. Awesome job today, Dan. Thanks, Todd. Fantastic. Have a great weekend. Safe weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday here on the Dan Patrick Show.